the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And I'm back. Like it or not. <laughs> oh, a lot of stuff going on. It's interesting, to say the least. I'll tell you, over the past week or so, it's been uh, really interesting. A lot of the, the reading I've been doing, a lot of the research I've been doing, a lot of the people I've been talking to. Um, I have to do this now, by the way, in, on breaks, because with tax season upon us, you know, they've delayed taxes. You don't have to file until this summer. But people are still trying to get them in early and requesting a lot of information. So we're pretty busy. So if you call and I, and I don't get back to you within 24 hours, it's you know why now. <laughs> but I'll try. And if you'd uh, like to call, the number is 330-664-0700. I was looking around, and, and I am just completely uplifted by the news that I'm reading. And it's not the news that you're going to see on television and if I don't know, unless they start doing an uh, MIT technology review show, then it, then it might. But uh, but you know what is actually a pretty good publication for general uh, and general idea of what types of things are under development right now is actually just popular science. Uh, popular science talks a lot about trends and fashion, not fashions, but trends that are going to be appearing. Now, what's very frustrating is that You'll hear of a lot of things like a fuel cell or lithium-ion improvements, electric cars, electric everything now. And it might be years before you actually see those products in the marketplace, if they make it at all. So you got to get kind of used to that. But what it does let you know is where is the economy headed? Where are people and companies spending money on research and development? What kinds of things are, are occurring um, because that's where the growth is going to come from. Now, when I say that kind of stuff in the past, somebody goes, well, what's the one company? Uh, there's no one company. The, uh, I hate when people, they, and people think I'm exaggerating. That's the voice I'll get from an 85-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you're going to be around that long? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't say that actually, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. And uh, the younger they are, the more that they think that uh, they're going to get that one stock that just they hit the home run. You know what? Uh, investing is more like baseball than any other sport that I can think of. You know, and, and it's kind of like being a designated hitter. 
And if you're a really good designated hitter and, and you connect three out of ten times, you know what they call you? A multimillionaire. <laughs> and you're striking out 70% of the time. That's actually what it's like. So you got to get used to that. You know, if you're going to, uh, oh, if you're going to uh, get, if you're going to, I just had an interruption there. Sorry about that. <laughs> so if you're going to gonna invest, you've got to expect a lot of ups and downs. That's going to happen. Um, there's no way to avoid it. I don't care what those Facebook ads say. You know, nobody's going to be able to tell you to get out of the way and then get back in. It just doesn't work that way. And I feel bad because you know, I spent a lot of years and a lot of time, a lot of money testing a lot of those ideas. So that's how I know for sure that they just don't work. And by the way, if you've got one you think works, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll write you a $100,000 check if you can get me something that's 80% accurate that makes over 10% a year. The uh, and, and by the way, I'm going to post-date that check because when I back-test it and it hasn't worked in the past, like you said it would, uh, I'm going to cancel that check. <laughs> So anyway, why am I spending time on this? Well, because I, I think, you know, over the past few weeks, you've seen a uh, lot of activity. The market's been doing extremely well, hitting new time, all-time highs. And I don't think it's over. Okay, I don't think we're in the first inning, that's for sure. I think the potential for a big correction that could take several years to recover from uh, is probably got a 50-50 chance right now. So depending on your age and what your outlook is, um, you probably shouldn't be 100% in stocks. Now, for most people, and again, it depends on your age. It depends on how much income you need. Um, there are a lot, a lot of factors that, that fall into play when determining how much you should have in your investment portfolio in stocks. And not every, there are no two people that are the same. Actually, most married couples are not the same. They're not on the same page. And that's one of the challenges of being an investment advisor or financial advisor. You have two people that have two different opinions. Sometimes they're very different. And a lot of times they're similar in certain areas, um, hopefully, <laughs> because that's rough. And if somebody had told me that I was going to have to be a marriage counselor when I got into this business, I would be going, mm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. So um, you got to, you got to take a look at where you are now, what kind of financial position you're in, what do you want to achieve, what's the worst thing that could happen to you, uh, in your opinion, in your investments and financially. And then you just drop a plan, and the plan does not have to be super complicated. It is going to be different for just about everybody. Everybody has different ideas, different values, and that's the one thing I really uh, found, found interesting in this business. You can have two people with Two diametrically opposed, that means opposites, two people who are opposites, yet both of them are successful. Now, how does that work? Well, it's because there's no one way. There's more than one way to be successful, and some of them are actually the, in, the opposite of the other, which is really kind of funny. So, But besides all that, one of the things I wanted to talk about this morning was not only do you need to try to get together on a, on a strategy, but you have to understand how that strategy works. And if you go through a period where the market goes down a lot and takes a, a few years to recover, 
what kind of impact is that going to have on your retirement plans? If you're 40, don't worry about it. If you're actually, if you're 50, don't worry a lot about it. <laughs> but if you're in, if you're in your upper fifties, early sixties, thinking about retiring anytime real soon, a 10 year period with negative returns, which has happened twice in the last 20 years, incidentally, a negative return over a 10 year period. It hasn't happened twice. So it happened once in the last 20 years. Sorry about that. The market went down over 50% twice in that time period. That could be devastating to your retirement. Now, if you were a balanced fund manager, in other words, if you had uh, some stocks, bonds, you know, today bonds are only there to keep the portfolio volatility down because you're not going to make any money on them. They're, they're, they're just not paying enough. There's some other ideas for that. We'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Fixed index annuities are one of them. Um, there, are, there are actually other types of annuities as well that can help when bond rates are so low. Definitely can help. Helps in a couple ways. First of all, it gives you a more report, a more reliable income stream. You know what you're going to get. And they're going to enter into a contract to agree to pay a certain amount of money over your lifetime. That's a good deal. So that part, you don't have to think about too much after that. Beyond that, you've got to worry about growth. And if you are in your mid-50s, there's a pretty good chance, you know, if you live to 65, that you're probably going to make it to 80. So you're looking at 25 years. At a relatively low rate of inflation, prices will double over that time period. And that's kind of what I expect over the next 25 years. Prices probably double during that time period. So you can't put it all in the fixed column. You need something for growth. The good news is that the economy is doing really well. The, good, the, the better news is that all around the world, there are changes going on that are conducive to long-term economic growth for the entire world. And that's a really good thing. It, it should really help out financial markets significantly. Now all we have to do is keep the politics out of it. Good luck with that. But <laughs> one can dream. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, so I, I feel really good about where the economy is. What kinds of things do I see? What's happening? Why am I saying this? You know, the, uh, well, I'm, I'm saying it because n- nothing I haven't talked about in a little bit in years gone by, but the change that's going on in the economy represents probably the biggest uh, many of the biggest opportunities that the world's ever seen. Now they keep talking about the industrial revolution. Yeah, it was a revolution and, and it did work. And then there was number two, you know, right around 1900s when uh, they started creating tractors and cars to do a whole lot of work that they used to have men and animals doing. Yeah, that, that really pushed us forward pretty quickly. And uh, the uh, factories you know, things that China had been doing for 3,000 years, <laughs> we decided to, or actually Henry Ford decided to, to build fac- cars in factories where people had a specific job. They didn't build the entire car. They just had one part of it, assembly line. That, that really moved things ahead. It moved the needle ahead. So these things today, lithium-ion batteries, moving the needle ahead. Electric cars, moving the needle ahead. Electric uh, trucks. Going to move the needle ahead. Other ways of gaining electricity or creating electricity to recharge those batteries. Moving the needle ahead. What are those involved? Uh, solar 
and wind. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but if you mentioned that about 20 years ago, everybody went, oh, that'll never happen. You know, and they, they would get angry you know, that that's not going to happen. Well, that's how all progress is made, by the way. Incidentally, one of the oldest sayings, I think, in this country is the pine. You can always tell who the pioneers are. They're the ones with the arrows in their backs. <laughs> so the arrows in their backs, that you know, when anybody's coming out with something new that's going to displace something that people have gotten used to, there's resistance to it. There's an awful lot of resistance to change. After all the change that people have seen over the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they still resist it. Some people do. And bad idea. Uh, change is going to happen. That's why when you're investing, the portfolios that you set up shouldn't be set it and forget it. you got to set it and adjust it. It doesn't have to be major adjustments. Actually, the more minor adjustments have a tendency to work better. But you can't just set it and forget it. That's, that's not realistic. That, that's actually pretty dangerous, especially if you're dealing in individual stocks. Now, what do you do? If you're getting close to retirement, take a look around. Look at some fixed indexed products because that's where you're going to get the highest income guarantees right now under current scenarios and over the next five or 10 years, maybe longer. And the interest rates probably stay extremely low for a very long time period. Now, let me tell you how interest rates could go up if the economy does so well if the economy does so well that they can afford, they feel like they can afford to raise tax, the tax revenue will go up, by the way. When the economy does better, the government collects more taxes. See, that's just a natural thing. If, they, if there was enough growth, the deficit could actually turn to a surplus, and then we start taking that surplus and paying down some of the debt. That would be amazing. Now, that would also be like the Browns winning the Super Bowl two years in a row. Okay. So there's a chance. It's just not a great chance. That could happen. But every time I say something like this, I know people hang on that. Go, well, you said that this was everything. Was good. No, I said it could happen. And I also said it, it's probably not going to. My guess is that over the next 10 years, you're going to see interest rates incredibly low. Why? Because they're not going to be able to raise taxes by as much as they've spent. And that's just kind of how things work. But at some point in time, they may start to uh, raise interest rates, but that's a long time from now. That's why I think you got to have a bridge between now and then. So if you're looking, if you're, like I said, if you're within 10 years of retirement and a big correction in the stock market that takes 10 years to recover from is a very real possibility valuations today are close to where they were in the year 2000. Does that ring a bell to anybody? March of 2000, that's when the stock market peaked. The NASDAQ went down over 70% over the next three years. The S&P went down over 50% over the next three years. Emerging markets went down about 78% over the next three years. And they took you know more than a decade to get back up to that prior, that level that they reached in March of 2000 and stay there. So it's called, uh, that's actually what I generally refer to as longevity risk. 
Yeah, the market, stock market's got great long-term returns, but it's also got a long, very long time periods where the return is flat or negative. If you don't plan for that in your retirement, or if you don't plan for that, if you're a young person, let's say you're in your 30s and you're investing, every month money comes out of your paycheck, goes into your 401k plan, and you didn't expect to see a big drop like that, and you got afraid and you pulled out when you were behind and you didn't move the money back in, which is the hor- the wrong thing to do, and you've really impacted your future tremendously because over time, the way that the economy is set up, I got news for you. It's rigged in the favor of people who take risks. It is rigged in the favor for people who take risks. Now, not stupid risk. <laughs> there are investors, there are traders, and then there are gamblers. And a lot of people are in the gambling. Ca- they think they're one or the other. Most of them think they're traders. But the... Uh, the vast majority of them are gamblers. I got just a few seconds before I have to take a real quick commercial break, but we're going to come back to these topics because uh, these are incredibly important and these are incredibly important times. People are going to look back on these days and go, yeah, you know what? Um, I really wish maybe I'd have listened a little bit to what that guy was saying. The, uh, and, and by the way, this is I am not predicting the future. I'm looking at what's going on right now and saying, okay, what are the most likely scenarios yeah so i guess some ways that is a prediction we'll 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 debate that when we come back from these commercial messages this is bill bullington right here on 1420 stay tuned i'll be right back So that that's a really good song. Help is on the way. It is on the way. You know, we're talking about, oh, longevity, the, the risk of, of timing. Now, in the long run, yeah, if you're in, like I said, if you're in your 30s or 40s, even early 50s, you should be mostly invested in stocks today because bonds are going to drag your portfolio down. It's just going to be a drag. Now, get ready. Because you're going to go through volatility. The market's always been volatile. The market has never been not volatile. And it's impossible to predict with a high degree of accuracy. Let me say that again. Impossible to predict with a high degree of accuracy. And uh, I, I should know. The, uh, I had to learn how to write code and test it for three years. Got the dictionary of encyclopedia. I'm sorry, the encyclopedia of technical market indicators and wrote code for every single indicator in that book give that a shot sometime the uh and i'm telling you can you make some money following some of those things yes you can make some money is the average person going to be able to do that no why because you have a job you won't be able to stay in front of the computer 
<laughs> all day, every day. And uh, you might be able to write the algorithms if you start studying right now in uh, maybe two or three years from now if you're already a programmer. If you're not a programmer, it's about five or six years. So if you've got that kind of time or you're just that crazy like I was, you, uh, you come home at night and you don't, you just don't sleep much for a few years. That, that's what happens. Yeah, but you could do that. There's this guy. He's a multi-billionaire. He's, I forget what his name is now. Uh, Jim uh, Simons, Simmons. Yeah, he's a hedge fund manager. And that's what he does. He's got these guys that, that do these trading algorithms. And um, by the way, you won't be able to do what he does because um, this guy's a multi-billionaire. He got in. He was one of the very first guys got in there. And he's got an unbelievably large army of programmers and, and computers and they're able to, they literally have an advantage over you. And a large part of the advantage is actually granted to them. And you will, you will never get the same type of, of deals that he's gotten. So just not capable of doing that. And I feel bad uh, for the younger people who are all excited. They just, they love to do stuff without knowing much about it. That's actually why, why GameStop's been going crazy and why people on Reddit, um, have been talking all about it, why they, uh, those, no uh, commission firms. By the way, Fidelity doesn't have commissions either. And if you're doing stocks or bonds, um, I wouldn't, I don't know, trading to me anymore is uh, you got to have a lot of time. Now, you can do some trend following. That's not bad. Actually, that works pretty good. That's what I do. It's trend following. So I might have four or five trades in a quarter. And sometimes I get stopped out of everything overnight. That's always, that's not fun. That means the market's crashing. <laughs> And I don't put all my money in there by any stretch of the imagination. The, uh, in fact, I've got less than 20% of my money in there. So it's a, uh, uh, something I like to do. And again, when, we get in, when we're able to do seminars again, we'll talk about it. But in the meantime, if you're getting close to retirement and you're looking at stocks and you're hearing me talk, and yeah, I'm very, very high on stocks. I, I, I think highly of them. I think the economy is in a good place. I think the natural gravitation towards the new technologies is opening up an unbelievable amount of growth and productivity. Unbelievable. Highest levels we will ever see. And actually until they go higher from there, until they go higher from there. But when when you've got a grid that's going to be taking in electricity from solar panels and from wind, um when people are generating electricity from natural gas that they have at their home with a fuel cell that they bought from a company called Bloom Energy, the, uh, that's going to be, by the way, I'm not endorsing that stock. I got stopped out of it twice, lost money twice. And of course it took off after, you know, when I didn't buy it the third time. <laughs> but you know, if you've ever done any trend following at all, you know what that's like. So don't worry about it. But the bottom line is they have these things that, that will, com- will create electricity and then store it. Okay, so all these people, and, and, and I know there's a lot of resistance to uh, the grids that are there now, or the electric companies and people that work for them saying, no, you can't put all those people out of work. You won't put nearly as many people out of work as you think you will. Uh, you won't be generating the electricity. So the people that work in the plants, but an awful lot of the people that work there are in the administration. I mean, they're in offices. They're keeping things going. And there are people that work on that equipment. 
there are people that maintain the lines, which is going to be a lot more important. There's, there actually will be a lot more equipment. So an awful lot of people that are working in that field now could get trained, retrained, and probably will some point in time to go out and take these other jobs, which are opening up within the same industry. Okay. So it's not going to be nearly as bad as people think it is. And then your electric providers are really going to be kind of brokers. You know, we're going to uh, maintain distribution. We'll, we'll keep the lines in shape and keep them up. You'll have to pay a fee for that. It's just that you'll probably buy the actual electricity from someone else. And they will be the brokers. The electric companies will be the brokers. Now, if any of the electric company uh, upper-level executives ever listen to this radio show, get started. <laughs> I know you've started already. But, you know, let's put the pedal to the metal. This uh, We can do this, and we're going to do it. It's going to happen. It's, resistance is futile. It's happening. And you, you can say you heard it here first. I'm sure I'm not the first person that's, that's really talked about that. But, uh, in fact, there are articles about this in uh, all over the place, tons of magazines. There's a, uh, what is this, NRDC. Doesn't even tell me what it is. It's just an area that it looks like it's a nonprofit to promote the uh, development of all this stuff. And uh, anyway, so this is coming. It's it's really going to be big, huge for the economy. I think if you're young, even if you're older, you still need some stocks in there. So let's say you're in your uh, 70s and you're really just looking for a, a secure source of income, but you also need you need you know that you need growth. So I did a scan yesterday for somebody. I picked up three funds, dividend paying funds that I liked a lot that I would use for somebody who was older for a portion of their money uh, to be able to generate a little bit of income, but also to have some growth over time because you're going to need growth unless you're in your mid-80s. I mean, then you don't have to worry so much about that. But if you're in your early 80s, you won't have to worry as much about growth uh, unless they figure out a way to extend the life of your telomeres. Those are the, uh, you know, you'll, you'll want to look that one up. There's some YouTube videos on it. But anyway, that that would allow your cells to regenerate themselves, and we'd ha- we'd start having people in this country living to 150. So if they ever get that one done, <laughs> man, can you imagine a bunch of 150 year olds running around? <laughs> That'd be kind of different. Anyway, um, assuming that that's not going to happen in the next 10 or 20 years, the uh, you may want to to plan with a little more um, I don't know, conservatism. Yeah, be a little bit more conservative because you may need it. Somebody that's in their mid-60s, early 70s, actually mid-50s, you could start with a 20% allocation to fix something, give you guaranteed. That would allow you to take the rest of your money and be a little bit more aggressive with it. So let's take that example. Somebody in their mid-50s takes 25% of their money, puts it in a fixed product somewhere, doesn't have to look at it again because they know what they're going to get. Yeah, assuming the insurance companies don't go belly up, by the way, it's important to do your research on the insurance companies too. So, but we're going to take that 25% fixed. That means we've got 75% left over. So if we ran that at a 70, 30, 75% of uh, 70, that's just right around 50% of the total. So I've actually got a, a 50, 50 portfolio there. Um, but 70% of the stock side that wasn't in the fixed side, 
uh, I'm sorry, 70% of the other side is is stock. So 70% of 75 is right around 50 of it overall. And then you've got the money and bonds there is just so that it gives you some uh, dry powder so that when you rebalance your portfolio and stocks are down, you're going to take some of that money out of that safer stuff and you're going to add to your stocks. Well, that could actually, that would work well. In today's environment and going forward, next 5, 10 years, even 15 or 20 years. That should work exceptionally well. You could even be more aggressive. So let's say let's say you did a 70-30 uh, split. You put 30% in fixed. 30% fixed. Okay. 70%, you ran 90% stock. So 70%, you've got 90% of that money in stock. Of your total 100%, 90% of 70% is 63%. So you're really like a 65, uh, 60, 63, you know, 37, almost a 60, 40, which is traditional. But the fixed numbers are substantially higher than the current interest rates on CDs, like by a lot, not a little bit. Okay. So your overall return would be higher. And actually the fixed numbers for uh, a lot of these contracts are higher than the long-term average of the bond markets, Ben. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. You're, you're swapping one asset for another. Now, the, the cost on doing that, by the way, is that you, you kind of have to leave it there. That's not something you want to get into and try to get right back out of because they have uh, penalties if, you, if you're going to get out of them before most of them are 8 to 10 years, somewhere in that range. But that's something that you want to be really sure on. Um, just like you want to be really sure that the port, the rest of the money that you left behind, the 70%, if you're taking 90% of that, 63%, you're only, you've only got 10% of that account in short-term fixed income. The volatility is going to be intense in that account. Overall, your volatility goes down a little bit. But if you're looking at just that account, that this is why we need advisors. Because the advisor will go, when when you call in and the market's down 40%, it was earlier this year, close to 40 anyway, uh, or like it was last time that happened. When the market's down over 40% and that account's down a lot and you call in, you get to talk to somebody, somebody goes, yes, let's look at the whole picture. Here's what you've got guaranteed on the fixed side. And when you add that up, so it's actually only X percentage of your total. And that's one of the reasons that, that people have advisors. It's, it's not because you can't learn everything there is to know about what I just said. It's because it's probably you're probably going to forget about eighty percent of it about a week after you've you've been told, <laughs> which is pretty common for everybody, by the way. But the uh, but you just need to be reminded, and it's a lot of work. I mean, breaking it up, tracking everything, uh, getting online, setting up you know passwords, user IDs, all these companies are constantly changing all that stuff. The uh, trying to get money transferred out when you need it, you know, setting up automatic distributions, figuring out what that might be. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. And uh, oftentimes people would really not like to go that alone. That's actually why uh, my firm exists, is to help people with those sorts of things. It's not just managing the money. That's a big part of it. But there's a lot of other stuff that you have to take into account. Um, I'm going to have to take out required minimum distributions. So I've got... X amount of dollars. How do I make this last, you know, until I die? Yeah, that, that can be a big issue. 
Uh, am I overlooking anything? What are my biggest fears? You know, what are my uh, most important goals? And oftentimes it comes down to deciding on a lot of that stuff. So anyway, the uh, I've been uh, just rambling on here incessantly, which I normally do. And I, I did really want to spend a, a lot of time today talking. There are basically two things. The, uh, we talked about the, like the fixed income annuities or fixed indexed annuities. That's my favorite type of annuity. Um, my second favorite, my favorite for younger people, though, is an investment-only annuity. It doesn't have the the guarantees, the higher guarantees on it. It's got lower guarantees. That's why the fees are lower. And it's, you're going to get a bigger percentage of the returns from the stock funds in those. So that's, a, that's another. And by the way, you, with those two products, you could actually take care of all your needs. Those two products could take care of all your needs. Because the investment-only product is relatively inexpensive, especially if you compare it to the other variable annuities out there. Uh, it's more flexible. There's no sales charge going in. There's no penalty for early withdrawal. You still want to be careful, though, because if you're not 59 and a half and you start taking money out, uh, there's a tax and a 10% penalty tax on the gains because it's you're getting tax deferral in return for uh, agreeing not to start you know taking your money out before you reach age 59 and a half. Now, why did the IRS do that? Well, because they know there's a um, there's another pandemic. It's a saving pandemic or an investment pandemic. The net worth of the United States citizens is not high enough to support them into retirement. And we're not saving enough to get there. So they're giving you a break on taxes to help that those assets grow. If you decide to abuse that, um, whatever the uh, the gift is, take money out before you you know before you are going to supplement your retirement income with it, then there's a penalty because they gave you the gift to encourage you to save for retirement, not to save for that boat or a, uh, I know you really wanted that Corvette and you never got it. And you're now you're 65 years old and this is the first time you're ever going to get, um, and you guys out there that, that have done that, you know who I'm talking to <laughs> the rest of you, by the way, you are a super small percentage. The, uh, the vast majority of people don't do stuff like that, but you know, I, I kind of understand, I guess, you know, throwback to American graffiti. If you know what that is, <laughs> Now, now I'm really aging myself. Um, anyway, so you got to be, uh, uh, you just have to be careful with this stuff. Concentrate. When you're going to get into something, make sure you understand it. I mean, that's my, my biggest concern for people today is the world has gotten so complicated. There's so many rules and the rules just change so frequently that it's pretty tough. It's really tough. You need to sit down and talk to somebody before you do something. Try to gather in all the information. Now they hear the music. It means I have to take a real quick commercial break. Listen to Bill Bullington. I'll be right back after these messages. Back. 
Hey, if you'd like to get more information on any of this, go to my website and just reach out. There's a contact us page there. Fill it out. Um, let me know what it is that you're you're looking for. A lot of times people forget to fill in that box, and I have no idea what to send to them. So anyway, it's uh, BullingtonCapital.com, and I think there, there's a paper done. For it's called uh, a vision for the future of electric of the electric industry. A lot of things that I've been talking about, and boy, when you think about the potential there, the potential for growth, that stuff's not going backwards. It's not they're not going to lay people off and have masses of people without jobs because you upgraded the grid. It's actually going to require more people. In fact, we probably don't have the number of skilled workers that we need to do this. That's one of the bigger problems. So that's why I'm telling you, they're going to do retraining of people that, that work in the generation plants. And there will still be people, and they're still going to be generating electricity for a long time. It's just that they're going to need more people to incorporate this other stuff into the grid. And you know what I found really funny? I read this, I don't know, it was years ago. But people in India, they were giving them some money to be able to improve the farming. A lot of India does a lot of farm. There are a lot of very small farms because population is so dense that land's very expensive there and they gave them some money to try to help them out with that and the first thing the uh indian people that got the money did with the money was to buy a phone <laughs> a cell phone the uh you know you know you have to charge that cell phone and uh they were living in some uh, fairly rural areas they didn't have a lot of electricity there i just thought it was so funny though because they didn't have le- they didn't have access to a lot of electricity um they're living a very substance, uh, you know, substandard lifestyle because they don't have a lot of money, and you'd think that they're gonna, you know, buy seed and maybe some fertilizer, maybe get another couple of uh, mules or goats or whatever they were using, uh, or a tractor. Nope, bought a cell phone. <laughs> that is so funny, but uh, anyway, but that's you know. Those things have to be charged. That's not a big drain on electricity, by the way. But your houses are, are going, I'm, my house is nuts. Yeah, I have the Google system sitting in there, and I talk to it all the time. Uh, I still haven't hooked up my natural gas stove to the Internet, which I can, because I'm just a little cautious on that one. <laughs> yeah, especially since it stopped working after about nine months after I uh, bought it. Yeah, and I started smelling gas. I'm like, oh, brother, you got to be kidding me. So I just, I've, I've only been using the burners <laughs> since then. But uh, anyway, I didn't say the uh, future was going to be perfect. <laughs> We're still going to have a lot of stuff to work through, which I guess is pretty good because, you know, I'll keep the uh, repairmen in, employed. And uh, it is, the, the toughest part is that how much schooling that you need for a lot of these jobs. That's the hard part. And we will figure that out too. You watch. They'll figure it out. There are already a lot of programs now that a lot of people don't know a whole lot about. Uh, the other thing that's interesting to me is the lithium, lithium for the batteries. Now they're talking about, oh, there's going to be a shortage of lithium. Uh, no, they won't. North Carolina is like the uh, Saudi Arabia uh, is to oil for lithium. And they pay our workers a whole lot more than they do down in Chile, uh, which is probably the one of the bigger producers of lithium on the, on the planet right now, and mainly because they don't, have uh, a higher uh, as high of wages as we do in the more developed regions, and when the money gets right, by the way, they will magically find a lot more lithium. 
<laughs> there are stores of lithium all over the place. And who's, who's to say that lithium's going to be the be-all, end-all? They may improve that technology, might find another method altogether. So that could happen. It's just good that we are moving in those directions. You can't hold back progress for long. You can hold it back for a while, but you can't hold it back for long. And eventually, it, it, everybody gives in and says, okay, let's do this. And right now, it appears as though around the world, People have, we've really worked together really hard to uh, come together over this pandemic. And there's been a lot of progress that's been made at a speed, the likes of which the world has never seen. Nobody's talking about that. I mean, they, I, a few people are. Yeah. But that should be pointed out. We've done things that the world's never done before, collectively, as, as one, you know, as one race. That, that's mind boggling. Is, um, that's awesome. So it, it's setting the, the, the table, I think, for prolonged periods of growth. Are there risks? There's, there are always risks. Risks are never, you're never going to get rid of the risk. And uh, I don't think that would even be healthy. But we've got pl- things in place to manage the risk. And I think it's going to be, a, a, I'm really excited now just for my grandkids. My grandkids get to be about my age. I can't imagine what the world's going to look like. It's going to be really cool, though. The fact that I, I, you know, I used to bore everybody to death with this little plane. It was called the Panthera. Look it up online. They just started selling it in the United States. I was talking about it, I don't know, 16 years ago. <laughs> and uh, this plane has a autopilot that you can get for it. It'll fly it itself. You can pull a parachute at as low as 300 feet. It, it only uses 10 gallons of fuel per hour. The, the price of the fuel has come way down, by the way. And it flies a couple hundred miles an hour, actually a couple hundred knots per hour. Knots 15% faster than miles per hour. But how cool is that? And it's got this synthetic vision on the inside. So when you're flying it, if you're flying through complete fog, you can still see. That is mind-boggling. And by the way, it looks like a sports car. And it costs about half of what the competing models uh, cost in this country. That's one of the reasons it took them so long to get it in here. But uh, anyway, or at least it's my opinion. So, so that's part of the future as well. You'll be, you'll, you're going to have a bunch of little air taxis flying. You'll be able to call them up. It's not going to cost you a whole ton of dough. You'll go to a little airport. There, by the way, there are more airports than there are malls, and there are a lot more airports than there are cities in the uh, uh, country or cities with populations above fifty thousand. Anyway, but the uh, so that's kind of cool. I'm looking at all this stuff, going, you know. The, uh, what was it? The, uh, oh, the English guy. I, my mind is just going on me. World War II. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Winston Churchill. <laughs> That's all we have to fear is, uh, becoming too fearful. We're on such a good path and it's going to be bumpy. Don't get me wrong. There's, there, there's always bumps. And if you're older and you need to start, you need to pay attention to that especially within the asset allocation in your investments. That's a big deal. You don't want to be going through a 10-year period with no returns. That that would really put a damper on your retirement. So if you want to figure out different ways of, of doing it or take a look at some different ways, you can always call me. You can always go to my website and say, look, and I, I just want to have a phone conversation. I want to stop by your office and 
Uh, I'm going to bring my assets and what I get in income and see what, you know, what, what would you recommend? And there's no cost. There's no obligation. Uh, you know, just feel free to hit me up for that. It's, you know, this is my passion. This is, this is what I've, I've done my entire career. This is a really retirement planning and it's been fun. Uh, it's been great. It's been better than I thought it was going to be. You know, clients that have stayed with me for is uh, a really long time. I'm looking at where they are and I'm like, Wow, the, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty amazing, actually. And I wouldn't have believed it when I was younger. <laughs> Even though I knew the numbers, I was going, well, I don't know. You hear a lot of negative stuff out there. I mean, there are tons of negative. You don't have to go very far to find somebody who's got a negative opinion. That, that's easy to do. But to have somebody that's, that's looking at things that are happening right now, I'm not projecting. I'm observing. These things are in motion. The grid that I was talking about, it's in motion. Those jobs that I was talking about, they're created now. They're moving in that direction. So that's a good thing for the economy overall. Can we have another 10-year negative period? Yeah, you can. That's why you probably, unless you're pretty young, you shouldn't have all of your money in stock funds. And only you can answer the question that. Now, I've only got a couple minutes here. So next week, I'm going to talk about a super simple way for you to determine how much risk you're taking and whether or not it's too much in your portfolio. So that's going to come up next week. Remember that. Super simple method of figuring out approximately we're ballparking how much risk you're taking in your investments and if you should be doing that. Not too hard when you're doing it my way. My way is actually a little bit more conservative than uh, some huge money managers. I mean, the the top money manager in the world's methodology is more, more aggressive than mine is. What, what, what's the risk with that? Well, the risk with that is people don't realize they're being more aggressive and they're not going to find out until the market goes down and they go, oh, <laughs> ow. But uh, I realize that my uh, I, I still laugh at that one uh, lady, that the poor lady that calls, can't stand my laugh, and uh, just went on ranting on my uh, e- or, uh, voicemail about how she hated my laugh. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh I I just have to be me and um you don't have to listen. <laughs> Maybe we can get uh Josh to uh, cut out all the laughing part. I'm I'm not sure. But I think you, you got you can't just be gloom and doom. You know, and you know, pragmatic whatever you want to call it. The uh and I like to think I you know I like to plan for the worst and hope for the best. That that's actually one of my financial planning philosophies. What happens if this doesn't work out? And you know, what do we do then? And hopefully it does. So now that I hear the music, I'm just going to leave you with that. Thanks for listening. This is Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420. Also on the Fish's website and now on 1220. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. And good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.